man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. The Panthers got to figure out how to protect Bryce Young or he's going to get hurt. As such, we've seen the Falcons winning this game 24-10. to Nice. Play to work sports. 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 What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports, where we have raw sports and no agendas. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. Oh, what up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? I was uh, very tempted to do the what that part right there as loud as I could, but uh, I figured oh, I'd save you from that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, your girl Brooke and me were just talking about that about two weeks ago, that movie. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, it's a classic, and if you it's, don't know what it is, you just got to go out there and find it. Yeah. yeah. Where am I hiding? I see your feet behind the couch. <laughs> what? <laughs> the best part is the mask changing every time it goes back. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Every time. was so great. Okay, okay. Back to back on uh, back right, on back, track, man. Back to where Sorry. we are. Yep. Sorry. You know you can't do that. I, I get down a rabbit hole. I'm I know you like will. That. Usually I got to keep you on track. It's <laughs> when we both go down it. Yeah, man. Hey, so we got a uh, we got a good week, man. I don't know if uh, if you heard or not, but week one of the NFL is in the books, and uh, thank God, football is back. So, I uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. We got a little little recap previews. You know, college football, pro football should be good, man. You ready to jump right into this bad boy? Oh yeah, let's dive right in and make a splash. All right, man. Let's get it. All right, so first off, man, i tell you what. You want to go NFL or you want to go college first? Which would you prefer? Let's just go ahead and scratch your itch. I know you just want to go ahead and talk about the NFL. You know I do. All right, so we'll go ahead and roll right in the NFL, man. I'll go ahead and recap week one in my little little comments that I have here. And uh, at the end of it, man, we'll talk about a couple of you know, big games and, and what kind of stood out to you this week. So okay. first off, man, we got... Obviously, the the opening game Thursday night football that was the Lions versus the Chiefs. Chiefs are coming back celebrating, you know, defending Super Bowl champs. No Travis Kelsey, no Chris Jones, no problem, right? They should be able to handle it. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, without a top tier receiver or at least a good receiver, Mahomes just he doesn't have anybody reliable to throw it to. Man, this game was close all the way to the wire, though. I will give him that. Uh, two really good offenses. Lions defense definitely stepped up, man. There was multiple drops by Tony. He had three, and he wasn't the only one on the Chiefs offense that had drops. And to be honest with you, you, you can't have that happen, and that's ultimately what led to the Lions winning this game, 21-20. to Sunday, we got Panthers versus Falcons, my favorite game. The battle of two young quarterbacks, Ritter for the Falcons, Young for the Panthers, both relatively new to the game. It was uh, Young's first NFL game, you know, during the season. And Ritter's only played four or five at this point. So, who's going to win this one? At half, it was 7-7. But after the half, the Panthers would go on to score only a field goal. The Falcons, on the other hand, would score 17 points. Bijan Robinson looked good in his first game, rushing for 56 yards on 10 carries and 27 yards on 6 receptions. The Panthers got to figure out how to protect Bryce Young or he's going to get hurt. 
As such, we've seen the Falcons win in this game 24-10. Texans versus Ravens. C.J. Stroud getting his first start, and he throws for 242 yards, which honestly is not looking bad, man. Um, you know, it was a good-looking game. He threw more yards than Lamar Jackson did. Lamar Jackson only throwing for 169 yards and an interception. But the Ravens would still prove to be the better team, and the Texans would still prove to have holes. J.K. Dobbins for the Ravens will go down with a torn Achilles and be out for the rest of the season, which is surely going to hurt the Ravens. But they still would cruise to the, a win against a team, like I said, who had a lot of holes. Ravens win 25-9. to Bengals and Browns. Joe Cool just got a huge payday. Biggest payday in NFL history, if you want to uh, throw numbers out there. It's, uh, well, we talked about it, you know. Um, he's riding high, cruising, should be able to crush the Browns, keep on rolling, correct? Well, instead, he threw for his lowest amount of yards in his career, only 82. I know because I have him in the official Late to Work Sports Fantasy Football League, and it hurt. They would only rush for 75 yards as a team as well, so he wasn't getting help on the ground. It seems the Browns had the number of the Bengals again, and the Browns would make easy work of the Bengals as they would win 24-3. Buccaneers versus Vikings. Baker Mayfield gets the start this week. Will he do enough to lock down the spot? At uh, halftime, man, the game was 10-10. Mayfield would throw for 173 yards and two touchdowns. Kurt Duggins would throw for 344 yards, two touchdowns, and an INT. The Vikings would have won this game if they didn't turn the ball over three times. Apparently, it's a Buc- Buccaneer Mayfield's game to uh, to run here right now as the Bucks will go on and win 20-17. Titans and Saints, I had an upset alert. Unfortunately, it didn't go my way because the, uh, the Titans couldn't get it figured out. Derek Carr starting for a new team. Would he get good results? This game really was the battle of the kickers. Eight field goals combined were made between both teams. In the end, three interceptions thrown by Tannehill, like I said. Not going to get it done, man. Only one touchdown in the game, and that was by the Saints, and that proved to be the difference. Saints will win this one, even though I'm not happy with it, 16-15. to Jags and Colts, Calvin Ridley and Michael Pittman Jr., go and have yourself a day, young man. They were crushing it. Calvin had eight receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. Pittman had eight catches for 97 yards and one touchdown. So, I mean... Pretty even, you know, on that front. Going to the fourth, the Colts will be leading 21-17. to However, the fourth quarter was proved to be owned by the Jaguars as they would put up 10 points to the Colts' zero. Jaguars win this one, 31-21. 49ers and Steelers. Brock Purdy comes back from an elbow surgery. What will he do? Patrick Peterson says, I'm going to intercept that boy. Well, not a single interception was thrown by Brock Purdy. Even when he challenged Peterson, by the way, it was a thrown touchdown for Brock Purdy there. The 49ers still look like they're crushing it, man. I picked them to be, you know, the NFC champions possibly competing for the Super Bowl. And uh, they don't look like they missed a beat since before Brock Purdy's injury. 49ers easily win this one, 30-7. Cardinals and Washington, two teams who have really been struggling in recent years. So with that being said, who would win this game? Well, turnovers would still be for both teams as they combined five total. No Murray this week as Josh Dobbs gets to start for the Cardinals. At half, the Cardinals were actually up, man, 13-10. And they would go on to the fourth winning 16-10. But like we've already said during this podcast, you play four quarters, man. 
You don't play three. You play four. Washington will put up 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and go on to win 20-16. Raiders and Broncos. Could Sean Payton turn the Broncos around? That is the big question. Russell Wilson would have an okay game as he threw for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Jimmy G would throw for 200 yards and two touchdowns, but he'd also throw an INT. Jacoby Myers is playing for a new team. and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I didn't have high hopes for him. But it seems like he just needed to change the scenery, man, because he hauled in nine receptions for 81 yards and two touchdowns. In the end, the Raiders would spoil Peyton's first game as a head coach and win 17-16. to Dolphins and Chargers, this game was a high-scoring game. Back and forth the whole game with no team leading by more than four points at a time. Tyreek Hill would go off and pull in 11 receptions for 215 yards and two touchdowns. I know because Cordova had him against me in the Fantasy Football League. You see where I'm going. It didn't go well for me. The Dolphins would turn the ball over twice while the Chargers would not turn it over at all. However, in the end, the Dolphins would figure it out and they would narrowly win this game 36-34. Eagles at Patriots. In the first quarter, this game looked like it was going to get ugly quickly. 16-0 Eagles at the end of the first. 16-14 going in the half. Patriots would draw it close in the fourth quarter going down by only five. Eagles would attempt to go forward on fourth down and not getting it, setting up for the Patriots to win it all. Even though it appeared the Eagles would do everything in their power to lose this game, the Patriots just couldn't get it done, man, and the Eagles end up winning 25-20. to Packers and Bears. It is officially Jordan Love time. Justin Fields has a better receiving core. Who's going to win this game as two of the oldest teams face off? Jordan Love would throw for 245 yards and three touchdowns as he looked ready for this moment. The Bears would struggle to throw the ball as Fields threw for 216 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. In the end, the Packers still look like the same team, while the Bears still look like they're struggling. Packers win 38-20. Rams at Seahawks. Geno Smith still not riding back? Only time would tell. Is Matt Stafford still the quarterback, or is his time coming to an end? Well, looks like he's still that guy throwing for 334 yards. Geno Smith would only throw for 112 yards and one touchdown. Even though the Hawks were winning at the half 13-7, they would not score in the second half at all. Rams win it 30-13. Cowboys and Giants, I don't have much to say about this game. Worst shutout victory in the series against the NFC East rivals. 171 total yards to the Giants, three turnovers, and nothing really good to say about them. All Cowboys, they destroy the Giants. 40, that's right, I said 40-0. to zero. Bills and Jets, Monday night. Aaron Rodgers stepping on the field for the first time with his new team. How's it going to go? Well, it was short-lived because Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, would tear his Achilles and be out for the rest of the year. Zach Wilson would come in and the Jets would do enough to stay in the game. It also helped that Josh Allen would throw three interceptions all to the same player. Ray Ray, I don't know if you know this or not, Jordan Whitehead was that player. And he had a $250,000 bonus stipulation in his contract if he could get Three interceptions on the season. Well, hey, young man, you got it in the first game. This game would go to overtime, and Xavier Gibson would return a punt for 65 yards for a touchdown in OT to win the game. Jets get it done, man. 22-16, to 16, and uh, that's that's the game, man. After uh, after one week, you, uh, you took it, man. You took it. It was a narrow victory. I went 8 for 8 in week 1 predictions. You went 9 for 7. So, all right, Ray Ray. So that's it, man. 
Week one, in a nutshell, recap, done, package, delivered, whatever, whatever, whatever. Which game you want to talk about first, my man? Well, you know, naturally first, we got to take our, our bragging rights, mainly because I know that you would take your bragging rights, so I just got to beat you to the punch while I still can. Oh, okay. And, you know, I didn't fall to 500. I'm a little above that. But we got to start off somewhere. Let's go ahead and start off with our Bengals and Browns, where uh, that's all I remember being our biggest difference. Obviously, we had a few other ones, but kind of came out how I, I thought it would. Browns on top. You know, I didn't think Joe Burrow would struggle that bad, and I didn't think it would be, what, 24-3. to 3. But overall, man, I, I think that was a, I want to say a good game, but it was definitely a fun one to watch in uh, favor of the Browns. Yeah, that was uh, that was really surprising, man. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think uh, Burrows would come out and, light it up per se i wasn't looking for like a blowout but i was definitely assuming they were going to win right um, I, I figured they were going to continue to roll and you know watson was going to continue to struggle and uh browns figured it out Bengals did not so yeah, yeah that one, i mean that you one can't got me. you can't get paid all that money and not go out there and perform yeah. I mean, you, you got to do better than, what was it, like 62 yards in the air or something like that? Uh, He threw or, 82. 82. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah, and I, only, I can't like, pay you almost. And like I said, they only rushed for 75 yards. So, I mean, they really weren't putting it out there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so. they hardly combined over 150. Yeah. That's well, wild. Well, uh, one of my games you know I got to talk about is my Falcons versus the Panthers, mm. man. I uh, That was a good one. Oh, yeah. It was actually a very, very good game. Uh, like I said, two young quarterbacks, man, going back and forth against each other, and they kind of the Falcons kind of started off slow. Um, I really thought that the Panthers kind of may kind of break away with this one a little bit. You know, initially I was worried, and at halftime it was close, but then they came out after halftime, and the Falcons looked like whatever they talked about in the locker room, man, it resonated with them. And they rolled. I, I have to say right now, now we're only one weekend, right? A lot can happen and right. everything. But I'm going to tell you right now, out of the small resume we have seen, the Falcons to me are the best team in the NFC South right now. And a lot of football can happen. There can be superstars. There can be injuries. You name it, right? But right now, week one, the Falcons look like the better team They beat the Panthers, and the other two teams literally only won their game due to turnovers and struggles from the team they were facing. And I don't think that the Panthers necessarily struggled. I think that... No, they didn't. I think that the Falcons' defense just came out there and really... And they played. They they really just Mm -hmm. had a... You know, they they, did halftime adjustments. I really think that's what it boils down to, halftime adjustments, and they figured out how to get pressure on Bryce Young. Yeah, I think uh, we saw enough to realize that Bryce Young has a, a good chance to be a good quarterback in the league. That was really, for a first outing, that's not terrible, right? I mean, we're out here playing with guys. Yeah, I mean, it's 2410. He didn't put up, you know, these outstanding, great mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. But for your first showing, what more could you really ask for? I know he's on a few picks. You know, I'm happy with that, with Jesse Bates going out there and showing. NSC player of the week on defense. Deserves deserves the money. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, has already showed that like I will be worth this payday. This was a good choice. So I'm I'm pretty happy, you know, with with the Falcons so far. I think the defense is really stepping up, and I, it might have been just through 
you know, I can't give the credit all to one man, but it could go all to one man. Who knows that maybe Jesse playing the way he is is making everybody else want to play better, too. Who knows? It was a good game. What else you got, man? You got another one? Uh, yeah, I'll throw one more at you. So we, we've talked about this man a few times, how he's becoming the next uh, Fitzmagic. But it seems like as long as he finds a home that loves him, he'll love that home back. And I'm talking about Baker Mayfield with the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. who, as we saw in training camps, was on the struggle bus, wasn't too good. And now he's back in the spotlight. And looks like he threw for more yards than Joe Burrow and the Bengals had all put together. But on top of that, that man was out there trash talking already, telling people to get their weight up, little boy. <laughs> he was. I mean, man. so he's he's just he's out there doing him, man. But at the same time, on the flip, I'm upset for Kirk Cousins because, like we talked about, I, I like me some Kirko now uh, off of from quarterback, and it just sucks to see he put up all these yards and they just barely lose. Seems to be the Vikings' thing to do, just barely lose. Yeah, I agree, but I man. Just, I, I was I, just happy for Baker. I agree. Oh. uh... Buccaneer Mayfield was out there balling, and Kirko, he was out there balling too, man. I, I, I've never been a Kirko hater, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. I did not know a lot about him, and you know, a lot of people. He has this narrative, and he talks about it on quarterbacks. He has this narrative that, you know, he can't get it done in the big games. But dude, if you look at his stats in the big games, what I've seen. They didn't look bad. You know, yes, no. when you win or lose, it falls on the quarterback, and that's what right. hangs over his head. But he still goes out and performs. In the same way you said, man, I, I've been watching quarterback, and uh, I fell in love with the dude. I, I just, he's an awesome dude. He's a humble guy. And honestly, you wouldn't know he's a pro athlete. He doesn't carry no. himself. He carries himself like, like just a normal anybody. dude. You would think that this dude just, yep. you know, works on your local construction crew you know road crew no nah, like, he, he looks like he's some, just a normal look, he's some office dude, manager somewhere every gay guy he looks like yeah you know so i i i was a little surprised by that one too because i thought they were going to go out there and blow the buccaneers out but mm-hmm. uh i think we got to talk about the lions and chiefs bro we, we will i was, I was just gonna finish that off though kirk cousins kind of got that, oh that one int that was more of a strip I don't know if you saw that when he took it out of the other guy's hand, out of the receiver's hands. You know, he's blaming himself for that. Oh, that should have been our twenty-four to twenty victory. I mean, that's uh, he's willing to take the credit, you know, when when they fall. So that's what I, uh, selflessness. You know what I mean? That's right. So sorry to sorry well, to push us to the, the no, Lions no, Chiefs. Shoot, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm sure you're excited to talk about that. That was a wild game, man. Um, I. I you know, I thought maybe, but then again, it was like, uh, I don't know, you know, because Mahomes is Mahomes, but apparently uh, Mahomes is not Mahomes if he doesn't have a wide receiver. You know, and, and honestly, looking back at the Super Bowl when he didn't have the line, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's only one man. He can only do so much. Well, so, to be fair, if I hit you in the hands, you should be catching it. Yeah, he had way too many drops from his receivers, so I think they're going to struggle yeah. if Kelsey's not on the field, man. He needs Kelsey. He needs that security blanket. He needs someone who actually knows how to catch a ball. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Imagine getting paid all that money and not catching wide open passes. I want to get out there and not have to worry about catching him. Yeah, I can do that. Put some stick on me, hit me in the back. <laughs> yeah, so that's my thoughts. What, what do you... You got any other comments on this one? No, I think uh, even with not having any receivers 
the Lions kind of showed that their defense is a struggle bus because you should have won more than 21 to 20 when the opposing offense is really just giving the ball away. So I agree. We talked about it offline that um, the Lions look like, you know, they're, they're put together offense. Mm-hmm. Their defense is going to really have to figure it out because if you're barely winning to a team that really has no weapons, what does that really say about your defense? Yeah, I mean, and you could, like you said, we could say everything we want. You know, it is Patrick Mahomes, it's this, it's that. But at the end of the day, if you want to compete, you got to you got to build up a little bit. So, yeah, he took that pay cut for a reason. Get that man help. Mm-hmm. Got any? Uh, you got any I, other games, man? I, I think uh, there's there's definitely a couple no, games man. that can. That's, the Eagles struggle yeah, with that, the Patriots, and that's kind of weird. The Giants got dismantled by the Cowboys. You know, the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers, but still found a way to beat the Bills with, you know, Josh Allen throwing I mean, the three only, interceptions. There's some, there was some, some headlines from week one. The only thing I could touch base on without going into detail is uh, go look up the Giants stat on what no team has ever done in one season, and they managed to do in one game. <laughs> yeah, that one's ugly. That one's ugly. I'd, I don't have that one in front of me, but yes, I remember that one. Yeah, I uh, I'll find it. Maybe that'll be my stat of the week here at the end. All right. Well, uh, I guess then let's roll into week two and uh, in our take. So first off, we got the Vikings at the Eagles on Thursday night football. I got uh, this one, man. Vikings coming off a week where they barely got beat. And they're looking to make a statement. Eagles didn't look good. They didn't even look like the same team we saw in the Super Bowl. I guess a team that honestly hasn't had an identity since Brady left them. I think this will be a hard-fought game, but I got the Vikings coming back and winning this game after the heartache in Week One. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, like you said, the Eagles just don't look together like they did. But again, it's Week One, man. You can't tell a lot about Week One. We could sit here and overanalyze one week of busting rust. But I don't disagree, man. I'm going to have to go with the Vikings just because I care so much now for Kirk Cousins that it's probably unhealthy. I just want to see that man succeed. Okay, man. Well, uh, let's roll into the second game then. And that's the Packers versus the Falcons. Packers coming off a great week one win. They beat up on a division rival. But honestly, they beat up on a team that still hasn't got it all together. The Falcons came out a little cool to start game one, but by the end, they were clicking and they seem to have figured it out. You know, I can't go against my home team, so because of that, I got the Falcons winning it. Also because I literally think they can win this game. I think they're the better team. So who do you got winning this game? Okay, well, first of all, that's an insult to even ask me in that one. Uh, obviously, I have the Falcons <laughs> going 17-0 this year. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on now. Somebody out there even agreed with me before I said it that that was a dumb question of yours. So, yeah, I have the Falcons winning it solely based off of um, who wants to be a cheesehead. I mean, they just it's just going to weigh them down. There's just too much up there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, other than that, I got no other reason for the Falcons to win other than that's, that's the team. And you just you just go all out for your team. Very well. Very well then. So, all right. Well, uh, next we got Raiders at Bills. Raiders got it done in week one against a division rival. The, the Bills lost a heartache against a team that lost their starting quarterback in the game. Josh Allen threw three picks. He cannot do that against this Raider defense. I don't think he will, 
So because of that, I have the Bills winning. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a, that's a good point to bring up with Josh Allen. I don't think he is the kind, though, to go back out there and repeat the same mistakes. I think it's very rare for him to go out and have another three-pick game. But for the sake of arguing, you know, I, I think the Raiders are going to be a little salty. And with them, even with being out of town, they want to come back and have uh, Derek Carr slash Jimmy G go out there and, and perform, and maybe they can finally make something happen with with what they got. But, you know, uh, but uh, honestly, you're probably right about the Bills. I don't have much of an argument to say to you. So who do you have, the Bills or the Raiders? <laughs> Just to be different, so one of us can finally take over, uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders so oh we can have a winner. God. Oh, my God. All right, next we got Ravens at the Bengals. Ravens handle the Texans easily, as they should. The Bengals were handled easily by the Browns, as they shouldn't. Joe Cool just got paid, and he's got to be hearing the questions being asked. The money, is it affecting him? Is he still that guy? I think Bengals bounce back and whoop the Ravens. What's your thoughts? I think the Bengals still got a little bit of rust to bust off. Uh, again, your overall yards on offense is proof of that. So with that going, I think they're going to need one more game of game speed. If they do win, it's going to be close. But I still think that the Ravens are going to edge them out. Even with losing a little bit of a weapon over there, I think Lamar is just going to show I was a unanimous MVP. So I'm going to show you that again. So I'm going to have the Ravens, and uh, I'm going to go up on you by two points. Oh, okay. Next, we got Chiefs and Jags. Chiefs had their Super Bowl celly ruined last week. Patrick Mahomes upset, wanting revenge. The Jags, they aren't the same team as they were at the beginning of last year. Is Kelsey going to make it? No word so far. We don't know if he's playing. So, I'm going to take a chance here. No Kelsey's, and the Chiefs continue to struggle. Let's get the upset to the Jags. Jags win it. I don't think it's much of an upset after watching week one. We kind of see the Jags are a little bit more put together. Sunshine actually has some receivers. Uh, what's his face? Can't think of his name. Who did we send over there? I know you know it. Oh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, there you go. Was looking pretty good. Jags offense more put together. I'm going to have to still give this edge over to the Jags. Chiefs got to figure out some receivers. Next, we got uh, Chargers at Titans. Chargers look good, even with the week one loss. The Dolphins, they're a good team when two is thrown to them. The Titans, they struggled on week one, and according to Cordova, this isn't going to slow down anytime soon. With that being said, Chargers handle this game. Who do you got? Uh, I'm taking the Chargers, too, solely because Cordova is a Titans fan. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. well, Titan. I've read Titan up one too many times in there. <laughs> Seahawks at Lions. Who you got in this one? All right, so I'm just going to still roll with the Lions. Uh, I, I just like Jared Goff being there. The Lions actually seem like a put-together team. But then with the Seahawks, I think Geno's showing that he got that last bag that he was going to get, and now the time is like, no, nah, I'm getting paid for these three years. I can slow down now. I kind of proved my worth last year. Honestly, I, I just think Seattle's going to struggle, and I think it's just because Geno doesn't care to win anything at this point. Ooh. Ooh, harsh words. So this one was a tough one for me. Seahawks look rusty in week one. Will this continue? Lions look good in week one. Will that continue? So... This one's a hard one, man, but uh, I'm going to say that 
I think the Lions start off 2-0 and as well. So I'm going to give this one to the Lions. It, it was a tough one, but I'm going to give it to the Lions. So Next we got Colts at Titans. Texans. Battle of two rookie quarterbacks. I feel at this stage, man, C.J. Stroud is the better quarterback. Richardson has weapons around him to make him better. There's a more complete team for the Colts, in my opinion. With this in mind, who do you have winning this game? So, first, my question is, will C.J. Stroud make more passes to himself, or will they go to other people? Why you got to put that man out there like that? Huh, man, come on now, Matt. That's not a him thing. He made that happen. That wasn't all, that wasn't his fault. Ball got deflected. He caught that thing and said, okay, I'll take it myself. <laughs> uh, so I will say, though, they're not a poverty franchise anymore, the Texans. You know, they're on, they're on the up and up. They're, they're up and coming. And, but overall, just the impression I get from Richardson is that he will be a good quarterback, just not this year. I think he's going to have to develop more this year. I'm still not sold out 100% as a player on him. But I am sold out to him as a person, like we've talked about back in season one, how he's just a good dude. Mm-hmm. So for that, I'm going to say Texans will win this game. Oh, okay. I got the Colts winning this one, man. I got the Colts. I think they got more pieces. And uh, because of that, Colts win it. Next we got Bears. the Bears playing uh, Buccaneer Mayfield and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I can't pull for Chicago. So, Mayfield did get help from his defense in week Mm -hmm. one. Is this going to continue to happen? I personally don't think it stops in week two. I think they're still getting the help from Chicago. Uh, Excuse me. I think he's still getting the help in general uh, from his defense. And Chicago is still trying to figure things out. So, I got Buccaneers winning this one, man. And they're going to start off 2-0. Yeah, so as long as Baker, again, feels at home, I think he's going to be good to go and fine. The Bears are on the verge of being the poverty franchise in the league, and it's not from a lack of names. It's just they just can't seem to get anything going for them or rolling. So I'm a Bucker, Buccaneers are going to edge this one out. Okay. All right, no arguments. Next we got Giants at Cardinals. I would say the Cardinals are the worst team in the league. Yes, yeah, and corrected on the Bears. It is definitely the Cardinals. <laughs> but the Giants also said, hold my beer last week. So, who's the worst team in the league? I don't know. With that being said, this is a tough pick. So, who who do you got winning this one first? I think the little Giants are going to be upset with getting embarrassed 40-0. to zero. So, now they're going to be on the war path to at least win by a field goal. So, that being said, I'm going to have to pull for the Giants in this one because all the points that they saved from the first game they're going to use in the second week. Okay. All right. I got the Giants winning this one. Um, I mean, I guess they got stored up energy from week one because they didn't really do anything. That's right. They saved all the touchdowns. Yeah. And uh, Dobbs did look, you know, he didn't look bad for the Cardinals, but I, I just don't think, I don't think the Giants can afford to come back and get embarrassed. They have they have more talent right. than the Cardinals. So you, yeah. There's no way you can let this happen again. And I do think the Cowboys have a pretty good defense. So I'm going to say Giants win this one. Who has a good defense, John? The Cowboys. Cowboys. You don't think they got a good defense? I mean, we're, we're the... I'm tracking what you're saying now. My bad. I was <laughs> lost here. You're talking about last week. Last week. Last <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. 
Yep. Don't you, no. you? You thought you were gonna catch huh? me? Look at you! I gotta watch. Look, I'm trying to help you out. You helping me out? <laughs> it, hey, it happens. It happens. Next, we got 49ers at the Rams. Battle of Cali. Rams look good in Week One, but so did the 49ers. Again, like I said earlier in the show, 49ers are my pick for the NFC to possibly right now make the Super Bowl. Things may change, but as of right now, they're the most complete team in the NFC that I think I, I see. Therefore, I yep. got 49ers beating the LA Rams. Who do you have? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's 49ers all day. Like you said, it's a more put-together, complete team. Unless they just get hurt and have a quarterback attrition again, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. I'm sure they were hurt. They didn't make it in the Super Bowl, so they're on the war path for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they should be hurt. They didn't make it in the Super Bowl. So. Next, we got the uh, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 facing your Cowboys. I know that you love the Cowboys, but the Jets... No, but one of my friends does. I found that out recently, uh, that he is a Cowboys fan. Y'all are still friends? We're acquaintances now. <laughs> we Just still football idea. season's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw him with that one-star shirt on. Oh, man. I told you that's their rating. I know. Uh, I told him that, too. He wasn't too happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, I wouldn't be too happy either if my team had a one-star rating. One-star rating. Well, the, the Jets did lose their starting quarterback, but uh, the Jets' defense also exposed a quarterback who we thought was pretty good. Um, are they – is Dak Prescott worse than Josh Allen? Yes. A lot of people think he is. Dak Prescott is a top 15, 16 quarterback, being the top – being number 15 or 16, and I'd say Josh Allen's fluttering between top eight. So Yeah, so – uh, I think this is going to be a battle, but I feel like the Cowboys are going to cause more problems mm-hmm. for the Jets than the Jets are going to cause for the Cowboys. So with that being that. said, Jerry's world wins this. Yep, all day. Jets have a good defense. I think Cowboys have a better defense, and they don't have a quarterback issue. With that being said, Zach Wilson had issues last year at being quarterback. So if we just base those factors, i got to give it to the Cowboys, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. I'm sorry about got sick there. <laughs> All right, well, uh, next we got the uh, Washington, whatever they are this week, versus the Denver The onside Broncos. kickers. The, uh, the field goal kickers, is that what you said? No, the onside kickers. Who, the commanders? No, the Broncos. It's the commanders versus the Oh, yeah, 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 the onside kickers. Yeah, yeah, Sean yeah. Yeah, let's start the game. Jesus, start with the season onside kick. with the onside yeah. kick. <laughs> We're going to set the tone here, boys, oh, with God. a flag. Yeah. Week one didn't go Sean Payton's way, as we'd know. Commanders, no. they did get the win. So, man, they're starting their season off all right. With a solid defense, can Russell cook? That is the question. Who do you have winning this one? I think Russell's all out of ingredients. So I'm going to go with Sam Howell, and he's going to command another win over a team. So I'm going to tell you that I'm going to go against my head and uh, uh-huh. because I think Sean Payton's going to turn it around this week. Or could, excuse me, could. Yeah, when he starts paying bounties again. Yeah, possibly. But I'm going to go with uh, the Commanders to win this one. So Next, we got Dolphins at uh, Patriots. Dolphins look good in week one. They had a uh, monster defense, or excuse me, a monster offense. Their defense, I don't really know. Was their defense bad or was the Chargers offense good? You be the decider of that. The Patriots offense, to me, is not that good. Their defense is pretty good. So... Can they keep up with the Dolphins? I don't know, man. This is a divisional rivals game, so it's tough. 
But me personally, I'm going to give the edge to the Dolphins. Who do you got? Uh, the glory days at Gillette are over. I think the Patriots are just happy to have a 500 season at this point. The offense looks so much better over there with Tua, Waddle, and Tyreek. That with just that alone, over there, the Patriots have been, I'm going to have to go with the Fins. Okay. And then for the final game of the week, the Monday night game, yeah. Saints versus mm-hmm. Panthers. Um, first off, I want to put out there, I hope both these teams lose. It'd be, uh, yeah, let's go for that tie. With that being said, I, I don't think the Saints are going to get one like they did last week. Um, they got away with one. They got a steal. The Panthers fought a tough Atlanta team in Atlanta in the season opener. All that, you know, just kind of piling up against them. I think being at home will help Carolina. They don't have mm-hmm. to travel. They get a little more time, a little more rest, relaxation. And I think uh, Bryce Young gets his first win of the season. Panthers win it. Yeah. So, you know, it helps us better if they both go one and one. So at least that way, if we unfortunately have to take an L, we can all stay tied and happy together. So I'm, for that reason, I'm going to have to pull for the Panthers. Uh, and at the same time, I would like to see Bryce Young just, just do well. You know, young talent in there. But also, between the two teams, I think you and I can agree that overall, the Houdat Nation can go away. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather deal with the little kitty kitties than Houdat Nation. Ugh. Yeah, there's something else, man. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that... uh. That ends it for the NFL. So let's run into our week three recap in college football. So first off, uh, it was complete with a few upsets, man. I went three and one this week. So, you know, better than two and two like I did last year. So we'll start off Miami. They upset number 23, Texas A&M. Like I said, they would 48 to 33. Mm. Honestly, close game for a second. Yeah, yeah, I would say, but I'm, honestly, man, they controlled, Miami controlled the second half, and, you know, they had the lead going into the half, and they just never gave it up, man. Three turnovers, they're not going to help you win a game, so Texas A&M falls. So that started me off 1-0. and Next, we had Ole Miss taking on Tulane. We talked about this. It was a battle of the ranked teams, but could Tulane, you know, match Ole Miss? This game was actually close to the start. But by the second half, Ole Miss showed that we have the power, and they finished the game 37-20. to Put me at 2-0. Nebraska versus Fine. Colorado, exactly like you and I both predicted. It yep. was a beatdown. Nebraska would only score two times, and they both came in the second half. Colorado easily wins this, 36-14, to yep. and now has more wins this year than they did all last year combined. And they're almost at the same yards, aren't they? They got to be, yeah, no, they're we, close. They're, really, the, no, same, it's, they're half the touchdowns. We put that together. Yeah, In two games, they are half the touchdowns already than they were all yeah, of last season. Almost, almost half, yeah, not far off from half. I mean, it That's was disgusting. Close. That's so sad. Yeah. And then um, now we got week four, or excuse me, my fourth game, and that was Bama versus Texas in Bama. Four no, both, baby. Yeah. We both called this Bama's game, man, and honestly, it was a good game. And Bama had the lead going in the fourth quarter, but it literally took just a matter of seconds for Texas to be down to being up by double digits, man. And they wouldn't lose that lead, you know. It was just uh Yeah, they lost plays. It for one drive. Uh yeah, yeah. Bama took yeah, it and for, then uh and then Texas and took then it, it right just, back. Two scores back to back. 
Yeah, all of a sudden it was a touchdown clinic. It was not good. So, And uh, I, I digress real quick on our touchdown. It was points. It was for Colorado. It was oh, like yeah, 80 yeah, points. Yeah, 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 it was points yeah, that, that they were like half at. Yeah, words have meaning. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's close to it's close to half yeah. their points, so yeah. I, I just had to fix that for a week. Someone's like, uh, what? <laughs> so, question for you real quick. I got two questions. One. Point. Okay. Is uh is Colorado for real? And then question mm-hmm. number two is Texas for real. So between the two, I would have to take Texas being for real. Okay. I think the thing here with Colorado is is you know, there's no not said to be an insult, but how hard is it to really get a second win? I mean, I, I really don't know, right? But if you're an NFL player who has an idea of the game, you bring in other guys who have been in the NFL, and you bring in all these kids who really want to play, mm-hmm. I imagine it's not hard to get that second win. I think Colorado also hasn't really faced the competition that can be faced coming yeah. up. So for right now, I think they're for real doing better than last year. But I think they'll teeter off. Again, I still think they're going to be bowl eligible, 6-6, six and six, okay. is on their low side. I think on their low side, they'll be six and six. I'll give them eight wins at their high side. Okay. Worse to be reckoned with down the road, maybe, but mm-hmm. not anytime soon. I could be wrong. I, they could go 12 and 0. I, I don't know. They could be the Cinderella team. But yeah, Texas and- overall is, is a team to be reckoned with. I think right now, Quinn, Quinn Ewers has come in and showed that he wants to get drafted high, and he is just willing to make it work. Okay. Yeah, all the other games, man, for college this week, uh, they pretty much panned out just like we expected them to, so no big surprise there. So No, nothing at all. All right, well, then let's roll into week four college football preview. There's no ranked versus ranked games this week, and to honest, to be honest with you, man, nothing really caught my attention. You know what I mean? There, there shouldn't be. He has grasping be. at straws. Yeah, there shouldn't be too many games where I'm like, ooh, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that. Now, that's not saying there's not going to be games that are close, but none that I'm looking at on paper that think, oh, that's going to be close. Now, I do have three. I did pick three that I was going to say, let's watch. Now, that was uh, number 14, LSU at Mississippi State. LSU just beat up Grambling 72-10. to 10. And Mississippi State, they do have a pretty good defense. Their turnover ratio is 5-1, to one, while LSU's is 1-1. to one. With all that being said, though, I think LSU will find a way to win. And, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout, man. I just think LSU has the better offense. So with that being said, I got number 14, LSU, beating Mississippi State. Who do you have in that game? So I think you bring up a good point. Uh, LSU is going to edge out on this one. There's not much of a game here. Mississippi State might come to play. They may not. But when you look at just the turnover ratio alone, it's hard to win games that way. Correct. All right. Then I got number 11 taking on Florida. Florida had a bad a first team? game. Hmm? Florida even a team? <laughs> Florida had a bad first game, but they bounced back against Mercer. But, I mean, again, it is Mercer. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. This game isn't against Mercer. This is Tennessee, and they normally play Tennessee tough, but this also isn't the Tennessee team we saw last year. So, is there an upset building? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not no. 100% sold, so I'm going to take no. Tennessee winning this one against Florida. Yeah. I'm assuming you got Tennessee yeah. too? 100%. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. And yeah, then, Rocky top on top on that one. And then, of course, we got to go to the in-state rivals here. 
and that's mm-hmm. Colorado State versus number 18, Colorado. Colorado, they're obviously better than last year, but you know, are they buying into their own hype a little too much? Mm-hmm. I think so, and I think it's going to you know kind of maybe backfire in their face a little bit if they don't chill out. Or is it just they got a chip on their shoulder after going you know one and whatever last year? Who knows? But I'm going to tell you right now, time will tell, but it won't tell this week. Colorado starts 3-0 on the season. Who you got? Yeah, I agree. Colorado starts off with this win. I just think they are the better and more complete team, honestly, at this point, when you just look at the stats and the games and the players. However, like most teams, it's you are your worst enemy. That's mm-hmm. what Georgia has been teaching over there, is that every week we're not beating the other team, we're beating ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think the set, you know, if you say that to your, yourself in every game at every level at every team that's the truth right if i go out there and i can't beat myself i can't be better than myself then we can't win so all that to be said if colorado goes out with too much hype and too cocky we'll see a loss on their end Mm -hmm. if they go in and just play because they just want to win and like they have been i think colorado wins this easy okay all right well that uh that wraps up so that well that wraps up for you i have one secret one obviously i have to throw in okay what do you got so, with South Carolina playing Georgia, the issue is is that South Carolina always, always likes to play Georgia tough and wants to try to ruin the season. Mm-hmm. So, so truly, I think it will be a, a good game. South Carolina, I'm telling you, could field nothing but toddlers, and all of a sudden these toddlers just look like grown men when mm-hmm. they play. That being said, uh, I have changed my mind. I'm going to take the under on 27.5. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Georgia still wins by about 17. But South Carolina is going to come in and play rough. So to me, that is a game to watch, not just from the bias, but just from the history. Okay, okay. All right, well then uh, that now wraps up us for the week in college football. So that's it for those. Let's roll in. We got a couple topics real quick, and then uh, then we'll go ahead and close this bad boy out. So first off, I got you brought this up, and that was the Florida player that is having the issue with his NIL deal. So uh, Gervin Gervin, I think is his name, first name Dexter. Right, he signed a deal with as a junior playing for Florida with Big League Advance Fund to get a little over four hundred thousand dollars in exchange for 15% of his money on NFL contracts before taxes for the next 25 years. Now, he didn't tell Florida about this. They knew nothing about this. The company that he signed with, their business model is exactly this. We give you a lump sum of money up front, and you pay us part of your future money if you make it pro. This is among all leagues. They do it for all kinds of people. You know, If you don't make it pro, you don't pay it back. Florida law, though, states that you can't have NIL deals that go past being a student. Now, this is the thing we talked about. NIL deals can be great, but they can also have people take advantage of them. Now, looking now into this... Now, we're here doing what we want. Yeah. Now, looking into this more, I don't feel like this company took advantage of him because that is their business model, and they are very upfront. You chose to sign it. So, how do you fix stuff like this? Do you have NIL deals need to go through the universities? Uh, some kind of legal office. How do you fix something like this? Because right now my thoughts mm-hmm. is he wanted the NIL, but now he wants it voided, right? You were glad to take the money, but now you don't want it. And Yeah, yeah, I wanted the money when I wasn't sure, but now that I'm sure, yeah. never mind. 
And, you know, he knew it was illegal. It was bull crap. Or at least he knew something wasn't all right with it because he didn't inform the school mm-hmm. of the contract. He took the money, and now he doesn't want to pay his part. So I took the and advance, there's, and there's I don't want to pay it back. There. Yeah, yep. so... And does this fall in the realm of Florida law, or does it fall under federal, or how does this work? Because this is a Delaware-based company. So, in the end, man, I don't feel bad for him. He gladly took the money, and now he's wanting to play the victim. Their whole business model is to do this, and they only get money back if you go pro. It's a gown by the company, but it pays off. They make bank. And uh, your boy uh, from Georgia, Carter, now plays for the Eagles, he signed with him as well, and he is not trying to break that and sue it. So I don't feel yeah, bad for the dude. With it. Yeah, I don't feel bad for the guy. I think, uh, hey, man, you signed the deal. It is what it is. You pay the money now. So what's your thoughts yeah, on all this? It should have done better if you really don't understand the jargon. Should have got a lawyer. Should have looked into it. You know, it's no different than when your kids had something from you. I'm sure, like, that right there is an admittance of guilt if they're not willing to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. This guy should have went to his college and be like, hey, I'm offered this. So he must have known it was illegal or wrong or something. He just did not want to come and talk about it. So I'm with you. I, I feel no. Okay. I feel I don't care. Yeah, because initially this was when we first brought this up and we talked about it. Before I looked into it, I thought he was just getting taken advantage of, and I felt bad for the dude. Then I realized, wait a minute, there's more to the story. And now it's like <laughs> I don't feel bad for the you. the issue. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you're the problem, mm-hmm. and you want it to be someone else's problem. Hmm. Well, uh, other thing I want to talk about real quick, man, is uh, we got Rogers' injury. Okay, yep. And, uh, we'll keep on that topic of football. Yep, yep, yep. And how that's going to affect the Jets now. You know, can they make the Super Bowl with Zach Wilson? Is Zach Wilson going to play better after watching Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. there? Or is the Jets going to have to bring in somebody from the outside? What's your thoughts on the fact that now Aaron Rodgers is out for the season with a torn Achilles? And uh, Zach Wilson is QB1. Yeah. I feel, first of all, hate that man. I'm glad they, uh, oh, correction, hate that, comma, man. Do you get that <laughs> reference? Yeah, I got that. The, Pat, the Patrick Mahomes tweet, quote, uh, quote, tweet, yeah. X, whatever they call it now. Yeah, I hate that yeah. man. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but But really, though, you hate to see that for anybody. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. We've talked about that before. It's one thing to get like little scrapes and boo-boos, and you'd be like, heck yeah, that, we don't have to worry about that guy next week, but he'll be back in two weeks. Dude, that tearing of the Achilles, I feel so bad for him. Like, really, that's disgusting. With that being said, I think if, knowing his personality type, he seems like he actually cares to mentor. He's already stated that he just wants to play there for, what, two or three years, mm-hmm. and then thinks that Zach Wilson can be the franchise player. We have seen that Aaron Rodgers definitely knows how to play the game of football because that man's on the sideline, you know, calling out the different plays to Zach and helping him out. So if Zach's willing to be humble, shut up, listen, and do what needs to be done, I think they'll be okay with him. But if he starts showing arrogance again, they're just going to have to go outside and find somebody else. Okay. All right, yeah. I mean, it's – I'm not necessarily – Sold on Zach Wilson, but at the same time, I'm not throwing him to the to the curve yet either. So, I think it's the I mean, same just, way. He has the possibility, ex- yeah, to be. I mean, Jordan Love's coming out and playing pretty good. How much did he watch Aaron Rodgers and learn from him? I would imagine a good amount. How much did Aaron Rodgers yes. mentor him? Now that I don't know. But. A smart young QB who has an actual good mentor, I think, has the best chance to succeed in the NFL. 
Yeah, when they're not thrown out there to the wolves. Correct. When they're not underneath Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> it's not his job. Yeah, it's not my job. But I heard. I don't want. I don't want to train my replacement. I'm only forty years old. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, also, man, I don't. Uh, I don't remember. Do we, ta- we talk about Joe Burrow's contract? We did not. You trying to touch on that real quick? Yeah, yeah. We can jump on that real quick. Okay. He just became the uh, the highest paid player in NFL history. That's only broke what for the fifth time this year. I think it's broke like every month, man. Yeah, like it, at this point, what's even the point of celebrating it or making it a milestone? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you do make it a milestone. I broke it down, and so he gets paid for the next five years, and he makes a dollar seventy-five every second for the next five years. Wow. Yeah, he signed. Uh, the contract he is guaranteed two hundred nineteen million, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it uh, two hundred and fifty five million? I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it's close to that. So that's what like seventy percent of his contract, if not higher. Sorry, two seventy five, two seventy five, okay, so, and he's guaranteed basically two ten. Uh, two nineteen. Two nine, so two twenty, right for better numbers. So that's what almost eighty five percent. Uh, somewhere in there, a little bit, a little bit lower in the eighties. That's wild. So you're telling me this man could get hurt, career over, he's still going to be the next uh, Bobby Day? Is what we'll have Joe Day next? <laughs> yeah, it's expensive, man. That's that's a crazy contract. Then he goes out and lose week one. So, but you know he'll bounce back. So I'm not tripping on that. So, well, speaking of bouncing back and in injuries, I'm sure like we've talked about, we'll continue to beat this horse with Shohei Otani. Give it. So it's like it's like we talked about, man. What were the Angels going to do with him? Mm-hmm. You know, with this whole maybe not being able to resign him. They sure enough went out there and just broke this guy. So that being said, what does that lead us to? Does that mean that he's just going to be willing to take who will take him now? Because if I'm a organization, you're a big risk factor to me now. You're not a hundred percent. You're not guaranteed to come back and be as good. So what am I going to sign you for? Pitching or designated hitter? If I'm signing you as a pitcher, I'm taking a big risk, but you're going to get a big payday. If I'm paying you just as a DH, just maybe it's not as big of a risk, but I'm not going to give you as big of a payday, right? So that lies, do I take him on a mm-hmm. designated hitter? And in my contract, I sub out if you're able to come back and pitch and be a pitcher. We renegotiate, or you, you get this much money. You know, I don't I don't know how you're going to sign up this contract, you know, just for the, the sake of the argument. What do you do? Sign up a, hey, it can be a $250 million contract, but if you can't come in and pitch to this standard, it's only a, I don't know, throw a number at me, $40 million contract, probably less than that, just the DH. Uh, so he knows. I don't it's know, gonna, man. That's a that's a tough one. Like, I, I do feel bad for the dude, man. Oh, yeah. Like, but. Yeah, it's nothing worse than someone else breaking you than telling you to go figure it out. That's exactly what they did, though. That's exactly what they did. And we called yeah. it. We called it. Mm-hmm. And he let it happen, too, though. There's a little self-responsibility there. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, I mean, he's still. I mean, they, he's they, a, they keep trying to put him in and not put him in and put him in and not put him in. Like mm-hmm. he's still not even shut down for the year. I mean, I guess he's in a rock and a hard place, though, right? If I don't go out there and perform, I look like a diva, and I look like an issue. But if I go out there and perform, I just get hurt. Not only that, he's got to think about his culture too, where he grew up. Yep. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, super all this loyal. goes into it. Oh yeah, there's yep. a lot to factor in. So, It'd be hard to be loyal though after that. Hmm. 
Yeah, he's going to regret that one, I think. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we are at the end of the show. I don't have anything else to throw out there this week. So, nope. with that being said, you just got start typical. What? Yeah, what do you mean? Just typical. We got a our, our little shout out, a little fact of the week. That's oh, all we okay, got left. Okay. I, was, I was trying to make sure we wouldn't do no underhand slide again, no. like the, oh, uh-uh. uh, the Patrick Mahomes comment there. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, speaking of that, man, I am watching quarterbacks. I got short-term memory loss. Stop it. I am uh, I am watching quarterbacks on Netflix. That is my documentary this week. I know I didn't drop one on you, but I am almost done with it. I'll be done with it by next show. And, uh, yes, okay. It's a 10-parter. It's good, man. It's a good show. You shut your mouth. I don't, I don't even know. I, don't I, didn't, even, I wasn't I'm I, telling you that it takes a while to watch it, John. I know. I know. It's, I know. It's not Swap just, Kings was three and Manziel was one. It's like that velvet dagger. that You're trying to give me that velvet dagger there. Like, no, no, it's fine. No. You only had a week. No big deal. John, I'm saying that's all. I don't watch TV. That took me forever to watch. You don't watch TV? You watch sports? That don't count. I don't watch soap operas yeah, or whatever who they're does? called. I watch documentaries. Huh? Uh, yeah, that too. I'm old, whatever. Um, yeah, it's good though, man. I'll finish it and we'll have it next week. Right now, I'm at the, I think the final episode, so it should be pretty good. But how you not finish that? Shut up. You, you would have been better off saying you had like three left. Well, because I didn't finish it because I started moving. I'm moving right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, in, anyway, on to the next yeah, thing. Now that you're done running your mouth, I told you. See, Belvedere, there's always something with you. I'm taking, I'm taking you off the rabbit trail. Whatever, man. Give me your fact of the week. <laughs> All right, so throwing it back to the beginning of the show, I did find the Giants statistics. <laughs> so tonight the Giants lost the game 40-0. to zero. They had lost the sack battle 7-0, to zero. the turnover battle 3-0, to zero. had a field goal blocked and returned for a touchdown, plus throwing a pick six. No other team in NFL history has had all five happen in the same season, yet the Giants managed to let it happen in one game. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. That's painful. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. Well, my fact of the week is, I don't know if you know this or not, but Patrick Mahomes currently holds the <laughs> record for most passing touchdowns, 194, through their first 85 games in NFL history. That's counting the postseason? No, this is just a uh, regular season. Okay. Um, however, or well, it just says first 85 games, so mm. uh, I don't know which one it is. I have to look it up on my top of my head. But uh, just so you know, Mahomes only played 81 games. That's impressive. Yeah, second place is so 192, still- Dan Marino, in 85 games. So he's got four more games. Four more games so to push that pat- higher. Pat's dad. Yep. Mm. Pretty nice. So he'll get at least... Six more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Being generous with the team. Well, not only that, I don't know if you know this one. I'll give you one more, and then uh, then we'll roll in the shout-outs. Just since we talked about Dak Prescott. Anyway, since Dak Prescott's rookie season, he is 24-4 and four against the NFC East. And now he's 25-4. Right. and four. He needs to learn how to win other games, too. He does have to learn how to win other games, too. What, uh... What? Well, I got no, no other facts. I got... Yeah... Well, you got any shout-outs this week? Yeah, man. So uh, one of my buddies came over and told me that I have to mention his nephew, Grant Wilson, who is the quarterback of Old Dominion, because he was in the top two performances of the week when it comes to college football. So he asked me to say uh, 
the uncle asked me to say, hey, man, congratulations, Grant, on doing a job well done and just keep on putting in that work. Just kind of give you an update on what happened. Uh, Wilson, he would end up going off pretty well stat-wise, stat and he didn't really have to put too much work into his arm. He went 13 for 19, but in 13 passes, he had 247 yards and four TDs. Old Dominion won the game 38-31. However, they had 68 less yards, four less first downs, and only had the ball for 22 minutes. Dang, oh boy, they're balling. Yeah, that man did not have to put in much work. Six incomplete passes and only had to throw 13 times for four TDs. That's, uh, what, about one in four? No, it's better than that. One in three. Made it look effortless. Yep. All right, well, uh... So, congrats, Grant. Yeah, congrats, man. I, uh... Only shout-out I had this week is, uh, to Tyler's oldest kid, Bennett. He is turning eight this weekend, so shout-out, Bennett. Shout-out, Tyler. They are going to a little like amusement park slash water park thing for his birthday. So hope they have a lot of fun, man. But uh, that is all the shout outs I have this week. I don't really have too much, man. It's a pretty good show. Quick show. Not crazy long. I think it was, uh, I think it took longer for us to get the show set up with our technical difficulties this week than to hey, actually man, do the show. Hey, man, that happens when people are moving. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> what a pain. <laughs> Um, well, uh, well, yeah, man, I don't have anything else. You got anything? Nope, and I'm getting kicked out of my office here at work. I'm being told that the next rotation has to take my cubicle, so apparently I don't get my own anymore. So, um, cubicle. Up, Jeffrey, just let, me, just let me finish. All right, so we, we got to wrap it up. All right, man, hey, so with that, everybody check out our social media, check out our Discord, check out our Twitter, check out our Facebook, check out our Instagram, all that good stuff. Check out our website. We got some more stuff in store coming up for you here in the future. And, uh, hey, with that, we're late to work sports and we out. See ya.